right, True Patriot Podcast, episode 37. What's happening, Jake? Oh, you know, <laughs> another week. I, I know, <laughs> I know, but the the listeners don't. <laughs> um. Well, I regret to inform the listeners that our streak of uh, weeks without a Henry Poop story will be ending at one. Oh, it's over? It's over because we have another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, Henry was Henry was out in the backyard yesterday playing. It was a nice day out. <laughs> and uh, he comes inside, and I noticed that he is just very dirty. And he said, Henry, what's on your clothes? And he goes, well, guys, there was poop outside, and I slipped and fell in it. And I said, Henry. Whose poop was outside? Who pooped outside? Thinking, oh, maybe he slipped and fell in the dog's poop. He says, it was mine. <laughs> like, are you sure that, are you sure it was yours and not the dog's? And he says, yeah, it was definitely mine. Um, I said, did you poop outside? Yep. Yep. I sure did. So he, what, what I can take from his, uh, explanation is that he squatted, pooped in the backyard, and then he tried to get up. He must have fallen over and fell into his poop. And nice. he had to roll roll around to get up, and uh, he's just covered himself. I don't, I don't know, know that it was on accident. <laughs> I don't know that it was. I don't know that it was. Uh, Oh man, the the kid is a menace, and yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, of course, is. <laughs> but the thing, what's what's awesome is, um, and you know, I called my mom to tell this, tell her the story because wild story, uh, and she yeah. was with my grand, she was with my grandma, which uh, shout out to my grandma. It's her yesterday was her eighty seventh birthday. Wow, yeah, shout out, yeah, shout out, Joan. Gigi. Yep, nice. So she she was at my grandma's house and my grandma started uh lecturing my son about how you you can't do that. You can't poop outside. What are you thinking? <laughs> and uh after that, he was embarrassed about it. He did he didn't oh, want to talk he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't find it funny anymore. So That's good. Yeah, he Good got job, a talking, John. got a talking to from GG, and he, yeah, learned his lesson. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. A good talking to from the old grandparents does help. I mean, yeah. it's funny when they come in with the. <laughs> usually, they're the spoilers, but you know when when they actually say something, it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> I, better, I better listen up. Yeah. <laughs> Grammy's even mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the Sylvie sizer had a better week. So that's good. That was short lived. Yeah. Still potty training, but you're you know. you're not out of the woods yet. It's it's coming for you. Oh yeah. You had a you had a good week. You're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, she thinks like poop is funny and it's funny to mm. 
say poopy butt and call people poopy butt and stuff like that. Yeah, so she's a you mess gotta, too. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get a grandma on that. Have a grandma tell her how that's not okay. No, <laughs> she's a sweetie pie. Hopefully you can you can do that before she starts pooping in the backyard and rolling around in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had any bathtub poops or rolling in poops. Or... <laughs> oh, what else was new with you this week? What'd you do uh, for your Saturday? Uh, yeah, just just a normal Saturday, um, and then we, you know, we went to that uh bourbon tasting last week well this week uh at well at the bourbon tasting uh austin had won uh a raffle prize he won part of the raffle and it included uh tickets to a tour at a distillery in columbus so so we went with uh his dad and his brother and we went to that distillery tour that was pretty cool so it was in downtown Columbus. Yeah, it was on like it was on like uh like Fifth and High Street, kind of short north. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a full blown distillery. They are building a they're building a larger location, kind of uh, outside of on the east side of Columbus. But yeah, it was, it was so is cool. that Mid- wi- Middle West Spirits? It was whiskey. Distillery yeah, well, or whatever, it, or is it bourbon? I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't know my they, liquor. They do make bourbon, uh, but they make they make just about everything. They have uh, they had vodka. Sh- are you sure it's gin. bourbon? Are you sure it's uh, bourbon? Not whiskey. It, it, it is bourbon. Yes, it, correct. It is bourbon. But I thought bourbon was in Kentucky. Nope, it's just in America. Okay, okay, I got you. All yeah. right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, you tried to get me to go, and I just said, uh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get trying you. To get... We'll get you eventually. Well, no, probably not. Like, remember, <laughs> we went on that uh, family trip to Gatlinburg, and uh, it was a big group of us driving together, and you're like, yeah, we're going to hit up a few distilleries on our way down to uh, Tennessee. Yeah. And you, you can't guys, drive through Kentucky and not hit a distillery. Oh, yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> I went with you guys to a couple of them, and then I think I was just like, all right, I'm I'm just I'm just driving down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not for um, you, huh? I'm just uh, – doing my stomach is just, like, weak to that crap, too. I mean, you know. You know well, me. Well, it's just, it's just like anything else. You got to train it. Got to train it. Nah, I'm train good. Train it. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, I spent my day freaking finally finished my landscaping that I <laughs> I, I, I had a little bit left to do and just left the bag yep. sit, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the landscaping and uh, picked up the garage and stuff like that, kind of feel back on top of things. So Good. Yeah, we've been running like every weekend. It, it was the first like time we yeah, stayed at home in a while. We're in that busy season where there's going to be stuff to do, especially with kids. There's stuff to do every single weekend. Yeah, Gary's playing. Get... Gary's playing baseball, and yeah, he's got a he's got a couple games a week. But this week, oh, yeah, <laughs> they all got rained out. He had he's had uh, he last week was supposed to be his opening day. It got yeah. rained out and rescheduled for Friday, 
So he was supposed to have Tuesday, Friday, Saturday this week. He played the Tuesday game. Friday, Saturday got rained out. So his his makeup game has to be made up. Now we, and now we have two makeup games. Yeah, dude, it's rained so much. Like since what was it? Friday? Yeah, yeah. It's raining Friday. again right now. Is it raining at your house? Uh, I don't know. I'm in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was basement. raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's raining here pretty heavy. So I yeah, I can't believe it. Um, we were gonna get close to finishing our last job Friday, but got rained out. And heck, I don't know if uh. We'll be able to finish it Monday or not, the old Vanadium plant, but then we'll be mm-hmm. um, working back up in Columbus for nice. a few weeks. Yeah. Yep, yep. Had a big landfill up there, so. It's probably nice that's, having that uh, local job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's This is the closest I've been to my house in <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to traveling hour and a half, hour, pretty solid. That's pretty average, yeah. about an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, yeah. In the ten years I've been like working at this full time, yeah, closest job. So yeah, short. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna it's gonna be hard to beat too because it's just right down the road from you. Oh yeah, I could I could run there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you got a patriot this week? I do. Uh, my patriot of the week is Jerry Springer. Nice. Um, unfortunately, Jerry passed away this week. Um, oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, wow. seventy-nine. Um, but I just kind of wanted to. No way. Yeah, I kind of wanted to highlight his his life. Uh, he was he was kind of a big part of my childhood. Um, my <laughs> my my dad my dad watched him all the time, and let me tell you, he was. Uh, He's an entertaining character. I think Jerry Springer invented people watching uh, because the, the wow. characters that he would get on his show were just fascinating individuals. Um, yeah. Of course, he he kind of – it was the pioneer of that uh, – uh, like before the internet was even there. Yeah. He, he had – he was basically the internet before the internet. He had these people uh, on his show just – airing out their dirty laundry and they didn't care at all his show uh, was like a giant <laughs> what, what the crap it was the, it was a it was a giant what the crap yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it really was um wow yeah i can't believe that yeah i had no it, idea he was getting that that old i mean 79 is yeah. not like crazy old but you yeah. know i mean we just talked about my grandma 87 here he is 79 uh so yeah, i mean he, he yeah He's he is, uh, I, I don't know. It, it he's getting up there, uh, so it's not completely unexpected, but uh, still unfortunate either way. But, yeah, he's an uh, icon. He is an icon, and he raised a uh, a an entire generation of uh, <laughs> sick kids uh, from white trash communities that <laughs> <laughs> stayed home from school and like to watch uh watch people on oh yeah <laughs> on tv it was i mean it was it was uh always no matter what if you were if you were staying home from school in the 90s you were watching jerry springer you know uh, yeah it was jerry springer maury steve yep. wilkos yep well steve wilkos Doug- got his start as as like the security guy on, on jerry springer, springer. <laughs> he, he was jerry springer's guy 
and then he kind of spun off into his own thing. Uh, the other thing that he, uh, a lot of people don't remember is he was actually the mayor of Cincinnati for a while. Oh, wow. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I had no idea. Yeah, he wow. was the mayor of Cincinnati back in the 70s. Uh, what? Young Jerry Springer. <laughs> Young Jerry Springer was That's the like mayor of Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. In his 40s or so. Yeah. Wow, what an icon, dude. So is yeah. he from Ohio, apparently? He, yeah, he's from Ohio. He's from the Cincinnati area. Yeah. So. Wow, I had no idea about that. Yeah. figured he was a Hollywood... <laughs> yeah you would think so but no he's just uh just an ohio guy well it's gonna be sad seeing all these big personalities uh go out you know like don't yeah. take judge judy from me <laughs> yeah. like, why hey <laughs> hey time is undefeated man it's, it's coming for all of us yeah it's crazy you know how some people pass you know early in their 70s or whatever mm -hmm. and then some people just hang on forever it's like you never know once you hit like 70 if you're gonna die tomorrow or next week or <laughs> 25 years from Ten, now. yeah you never know it's crazy isn't it yep i guess we just gotta live each day best we can and make the most of the time we have with the with our loved ones right on yeah um, my Patriot this week, um, you know how there's been a lot of uh, criticism and bad stories of the um, railways and train departments and yep. everybody's questioning why all these derailments are happening and accidents and safety and this and that. Well, this is a good story out of uh, New York, a um, train conductor. He's driving his train at 70 miles an hour and he notices um a toddler on the tracks oh man and um so he's slams on his brakes um his his assistant conductor marcus higgins uh starts jogging down the tracks and the concern here is he's in a highly electrical charged area like if you touch uh the rails like mm -hmm. I, I don't something about it there's a third rail that's would have electrocuted him and killed him and mm -hmm. they're freaking out. And on the dispatch radio, they realized that this kid was going for the rail and, uh, they acted quickly and, uh, de-energized the railway before he touched it. Cause he was oh, on wow. his way and the assistant, um, wasn't going to get there. And the train conductor, um, you know, got a hold of him and they cut the power just in time. And, reunited the child with his family and you know saved his life so that's awesome there's a railway win for us yeah ab absolutely that's a that's a pretty crazy story that could have been that could have been uh, turned out to be pretty pretty devastating oh, right <laughs> especially with the state of you know the railways yeah. and how everybody's you know criticizing them right now anyway yeah mm -hmm. um so i guess the child was autistic and he was lost, and the parents were looking for him, like nearby, but they just hadn't found him yet. So, yeah, not good. And there, the kid didn't speak English, anyways, but he's also autistic, a Spanish yeah. family. So, not good, but not good, not hey, good. 
Hey, Chili, Marcus Higgins, and mm -hmm. I don't have the other guy's name here. The only one this article mentions, but those two guys, um, Patriot of the Week for me. All right. All right. Well, real talk this week. Uh, I wanted to kind of bring a topic up, and I don't know. You may or may not agree with me on it. I think you kind of said you didn't really agree a little bit, but um, I wanted to talk about uh, the concept of Producers and consumers, like mm -hmm. how, you know, I feel like everything, every item, every person in your life is either producing or consuming. And I kind of just like, like to identify, you know, those things and it helps me reach my goals. You know, I believe we should all be producers, right? You know, sure. That's kind of like where I'm trying to get out, get at here. You know, yeah. when I say consumer, I'm talking about like not attributing to your goals and something that's draining your energy or your bank account or your money. And you have these goals you want and you need to define your goals or else you really, you know, you're never going to reach them anyway. But first step would be to define your goal. And the second would be to identify what's producing for you and what's not. I don't know. Example of a consumer like me and Clayton used to have a saying in college, right? It's like when someone was being a consumer in our lives, like the roommate that's like stealing your food and mooching money off you, always needing a favor. And, you know, you're never going to get anything in return for helping this person all the time. They're just, mm -hmm. we call them a sponge. Like, hey, yes. there's the sponge. He's just soaking up everything he can around him, and he's draining the energy away from people that are trying to do good and get better. And he's just dragging you down with him, just sucking your mm. sucking your energy and life out of you like a sponge. That's kind of yeah. what me, Clay, me and Clayton call people sponges. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's a sponge. <laughs> Not only people can do this, but even like objects in your life, like things you like a car you this have. Thing. This thing right here, yeah, cell that's phones. A, that's a yeah, big a huge sponge. sponge. Yeah, it it's is. just gonna suck your energy, of which you only have a limited quantity, right? Like you can only do mm -hmm. so much. We talk about that all the time. And yep. um, you know, people can be sponges, objects, phones, payments. Like you know, you're you got Hulu, Netflix, Internet, yep. Prime Video, Apple iCloud. Like everything just adds up to you, takes away mm -hmm. from your life yeah, really we, we got rid of cable by cutting all these uh, you know we cut the a lot of people cut the cord right got rid of the the cable <laughs> subscription and then they just go and buy a bunch of other streaming subscriptions that are more yeah. expensive overall <laughs> than the if you were just kept cable but like um i'd say a lot of people get hung up on this like uh, the car payment the vehicle is a big could be a big consumer sure. it's a it's like for some people it's a consumable product right like i'm gonna buy this car or i'm gonna pay on it pay for it and it's gonna be worth less by the time it's paid off like it's just consumed your money and mm -hmm. stopped sure. you from doing your financial goals which i mean it doesn't have to be that way mm -hmm. i i i mean i've honestly i've probably switched my car like <laughs> my daily driver like 30 times 
in 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've never lost on a car. Actually, instead of making a car a consumer, I make it produced for me. And I always have. But I know some people get that big car payment, that brand new car they want and like, and it just literally sucks the life out of them. And they, and they, they can't even buy a house, but they have this car. Um, yeah, that's crazy. You house, know, I, house, house is number one. <laughs> car comes after that. But yeah, and, and even home renovations thing, like you can't let your house consume you either. You can't get caught up and you move into a new house and, you know, you, you want to do all these renovations and whatnot, but really what you, what you do, you need to make sure you're actually doing something that's producing. Like, it, I guess it depends on how long you want to live there. You got to mm-hmm. figure that out. And then you need to base your, what you do to the house has to actually be productive. Like, you know, um, if you're only going to stay there five years, you know, there's no point in, there's only, like the house is only going to be worth so much and all this dumb mm-hmm. stuff you do, this backsplash or the pallet wall or your funky weird colors you want to paint the house and all this stuff you do like that is kind of dumb, like somebody else and you're going to spend all your money on it. Like if you're going to, if you're planning on selling it within the next five years, it's literally just consumed your money and hasn't made your home worth anymore. It's just like right. a waste of it's a waste of time and money, sure. and uh, you know you can do the you can pick and choose and be really careful and do the few things that will actually add value, and yeah. that that's a good thing. But you can also let your home consume you too. And then when you go to sell, you haven't made a dime. You know yeah. you're barely breaking even. You didn't even make your house better. You just wasted your money doing renovations that no one else likes but you. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I, that was a big deal. And me and my wife got in to a little bit of arguments, you know, when we were in the first house. Um, but I kind of, di- I didn't buy that house. The market's been crazy. I didn't buy that house because I liked it. I actually hated that yeah. house. Um, yeah. It was in a little subdivision, one mm-hmm. car garage, all this and that. And my wife wanted to do all these renovations and I'm like thinking like, yeah, well, I want to do, I'd want to build a garage here, you know, if we're going to stay here mm-hmm. three, four, five years. But honestly, someone's going to love this house exactly the way it is. They won't even care. Yeah. I don't even need right. to do that or I'm yeah. not going to make any It was money. a nice house. It was a nice house. I mean, I'm sure you oh, had yeah. no problem selling it. Oh, yeah. But if I would have redone the, you know, she wanted to redo the bathrooms and the countertops and cabinets and all this and that. And what money we made on our way out, which was like 50 grand, heck that would have been, you know, gone. And I don't, and and a house can only be worth so much. Well, the problem is, and now we're talking, just talking real estate, but it really is kind of, you know, marketing, I guess. When, When you dump that money into it and you try to get it back, now you're pushing your house from the normal person to the rich person right and mm-hmm. only it, it it gets a different type of buyer and that buyer it's not who you're trying it, they don't they don't care about that house like they're not that's not the house they're looking for the people that can afford that yeah you can't but yeah you gotta you, stay, want- you gotta stay you gotta stay in the price in the price range of who you're selling it to right yeah 
Yeah, yeah, whatever home you have, wherever it is, the size of it, in your neighborhood and neighbors, like mm -hmm. there's a cap. There's a max amount yeah, your home is worth absolutely. no matter what. Yeah. Yes. Because once you just waste all your money, which they could be, but if you plan on staying there forever or whatever, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you're planning on getting out of there in the next, you know, five, 10 years, say this isn't my forever home, don't do it. Like don't, don't waste all your money on these, these things. Or you can be like that, uh, that, house that was on sale it went viral that was in zanesville that had like oh, the strip yeah. club strip that's club a, in the basement <laughs> that's a great example it did go viral so zanesville's ba was back in the news with that one which is funny because i i was trying i almost bought that building it was a old so this is on it was off of uh pine street i think pine street yeah yeah which is which is for the listeners not a not a great area of Zane's not well. a not a great area but actually not exactly uh, yeah i've worked down there it's actually it's not that bad but it it could be better but anyways it it's be kind of it's kind of ghetto but it's a little bit um, ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst of zanes though but um so it was a big old uh like cement block building Okay. And it was like, it's a big building. It was like, uh, it was like a warehouse. It was the old Royal yeah. cleaning. It was like a big commercial dry cleaning building. And I remember when it went up for sale, it didn't have a roof on it. Like the roof was falling in, but the, like all the cement walls and big floor was there. It was like mm -hmm. an empty factory. And it was only like $42,000. And I was trying to get Clayton to buy it with me. And yeah, yeah he was telling me, it was in the ghetto and it had a fence around it too. Mm. And it, it had a, you know, it needed a roof, which was going to be like uh, probably like 30 grand or what, maybe more. Probably big building. more. Yeah. Probably more. Yeah. Well, probably way more actually. Probably like, <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. 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 What am I thinking? But, uh, yeah. So I was wanting to buy it for like storage for the whiskey barrels, flagpole, mm -hmm. all our side stuff, start like our shop, right? Yeah. Use it as a warehouse. Well, apparently this guy bought it and thought, this is this is where I build my dream home. <laughs> 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 this is the foundation is laid for me. And then they <laughs> redid every like every square foot of it and made a home. Like an in like almost a mm -hmm. barn dominium type home. Yeah. And it looks like they dumped a crap ton of money. Like I hope it was drug so, money. It probably was. <laughs> judging know. by they, the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> judging by the pictures, it probably was. Um when my wife showed me showed me that listing, she's like, This is in Zanesville. Can you believe this house? Uh, I thought it was a frat house. Uh I thought it it, it was uh like on a college campus, it was a frat house that a bunch of dudes lived in that they could throw parties in the basement, you know? Now it's a trap house. And, yeah. <laughs> it, and that's not the case because it's, it's not near any college campus at all. <laughs> it's just a, it is just a trap house. <laughs> yeah. You have, well, <laughs> Jess, <laughs> I took Jess out there multiple times when it was for sale and it's like, this is, this is it, babe. Like I'm going to use this as my warehouse and, she was thinking I was dumb, but I almost did it. I I didn't I should've. didn't have the, quite have the money at the time. Yeah, I should have. I could have saved it, but so now this guy wants his money back, and he ain't gonna get it. <laughs> no, he wants he sale. wanted like 
he wanted like $700,000 for a frat house, basically. Uh, it's got it, like, it, it has like a movie theater, uh, which is like just a bunch. It's like a wooden platform with uh, a couple chairs on it. He It has like a, a stage in the basement. Stripper uh, poles. Stripper poles. And yeah, it was a, it's a wild scene. Well, the thing is, there, there's not actually a basement there. So it's just like what you what you think is the basement is actually like uh un, that unfinished factory floor and I don't apparently they build multi levels like within it yeah but it's I think crazy. that's worse <laughs> yeah that's yeah crazy. it's it, it's crazy, that's crazy. Um, anyways so he anyway, he kind of screwed up going, there yeah so going back to the real talk producers versus consumers um yeah when when you first texted me this, I I said I I don't just I I don't agree with this. Um, so when you like what you're talking about is is not necessarily consumers; it's more leeches, right? Um, <laughs> That's what I call I, consumers. And, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 not always black and white. Like me myself, I I feel that there are oftentimes that I'm a consumer where I am. Um, I'm asking for help on things, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm blessed enough to have a good support structure around me that people are going to help me out. Yeah. That does, you, that does, that doesn't make me a consumer because I'm also producing to for help. them. I'm willing to help when they need it. Right. So it's not, yeah. it's not always, um, you, you can't, you can't just define people as producers and consumers because every situation is different and it's, it's constantly in flux. Right. What you're talking about is being a leech and being a leech is a problem, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm talking about is, yeah, like, you know, sometimes it even can be like your family members, like you can't help them and you, they're constantly needing your help and they're not yeah. helping you. They're actually, yeah. and that's actually hurting you, you know, but you, but you're not going to cut your family just because they're not helping you out. Right. Uh, yeah. but I mean, if, if you have a, you know, a family member that is, you know, a drug addict and they are constantly asking you for money and they're, uh, you know, you're just constantly having to give them, give them things. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not using it for good to help themselves out. Uh, yeah. at some point, at some point you got to stop that. Right. Uh, right. You got to cut it, them it, off. And, and that's a very hard thing to do. Um, yeah. But I don't know that you, I don't know that you need to cut them out of your life because you still, they still need that support structure. They still need to have that, that lifeline where, um, even though you're not giving them money, you can still give them love, right? And you don't need to cut them out of your life just because, uh, you're not getting anything from them. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of agree with that to an extent, but at some point you just can't help. And they gotta want to help themselves, and you you can you can, I mean, I'll extend that branch and try to help and tell them, you know, I'm rooting for them and I'm here for you when you want to get better. But if yeah. you're not, I'm not there. I mean, right. I, that's just it's not it's not really hard for me to do that, and it's not hard for me to be nice either. I'm not mean, you know. Right. I'm there for anybody who's in my life, but you know. At the same time, I'm not going to let you consume what little energy I have that, and it, you know, it's hurting anything that 
uses my energy. I, I consider that as like, it's like hurting my family. And like, you know, we talk about like at what cost, but you know, to what end is kind of what I like to think about everything I do, like as well, like, you know, I'm going to help this person, like to what end, like they're just going to be a freaking leech, like forever or what, like, are they yeah. actually going to want to get better and be like, you know, productive person in my life? You know, you kind of got to constantly analyze those things. And just like uh, the car you're driving, you know, back to that, it's like in certain situations, like my favorite vehicle I ever owned was <laughs> my, uh, I had a flatbed truck. It was a extended cab with a big, like 10 foot bed. Right. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. truck at that time is what I bought when I was, I, I think I told the story on here about when I bought all that, like I spent my life savings at a power plant <laughs> auction. Yeah. <laughs> so I also had that truck and that was a, that my truck became a big asset for me because I was working out, at, working out of it. I had the toolboxes on it. I had torches, I had yeah. a flatbed where I could haul big stuff around. Um, yeah. you know, so I did, it didn't I actually never had to put any money in that truck, but like it wouldn't have bothered me to do so because it was producing for me. It wasn't like consuming anything. Right. It was but, making my life better. Yeah. But like, like for me, you know, I, I drive a minivan, right. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm probably going to drive that thing till the wheels fall off. Um, right. but I use it not to haul stuff around, but to haul kids around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause that's your goal. Yeah. It's Cause that's my goal. goal. Right. But the thing is when I ultimately get rid of this vehicle, um, I'm not going to get my money back. I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose a lot of money, but hopefully that's 10 years down the, down the road. And I have had, 10 years worth of use out of this and that is worth a dollar amount to me right uh yeah. so it's not it's not necessarily that i'm losing money on it i'm using this product and i'm spending money on the use of this product and then once mm -hmm. it i mean that's just normal depreciation right right uh, i mean it, yeah it's it's not it's not a bad thing that i'm spending money it's it's like it's just like anything else it's like spending money on food right uh you like you, you got to do it you have to spend money on a car you have to have a car uh yeah, to you get bought, around right? you bought yours brand new right i did not i bought it oh used. it's close yeah we, so there's we, like a there's a sweet yeah, spot we, there though like you can have is. a you can have like the couple years used car use it two or three more years and there's like a sweet yeah. spot when you hit it like a certain mileage it's it's different for yeah. each car like but it like, is it's like it's like there's this peak time you should probably get rid of it and get another one that's very similar yeah before you so really we, start to lose your ass it's like we the uh yeah, yeah. Well, when we were in the market for uh, a van a minivan it was right before uh, our youngest was born and i was uh i was looking at a brand new one and i was talking to all the local dealerships seeing who'd give me the best deal and all that mm -hmm. and i i was this close to pulling the trigger on uh a uh, $45,000 uh Sienna, right? Oh, you would have lost but, your value real quick. Right. But it's it's also a hybrid uh and it gets oh, you, 36 you and it gets 30, <laughs> it gets 36 miles to the gallon. So it's it's uh I mean it 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 wouldn't have been a bad investment. 
because mm-hmm. I drive, I drive some, I drive like 80 miles a day. Uh, yeah. So that would have saved me a lot in gas. Instead, we bought a used one and we saved like, uh, you know, 20 grand. Uh, yeah, that was but, a good, good move there. Yeah. But I get like half the gas mileage. I get like 20 miles a gallon instead of 36. <laughs> uh yeah. and i and like i said i drive 80 miles a day I, i'm constantly filling that thing up and you're hauling like, your kids around during your work commute too right or something like uh, that uh I, I pick them up at the end of the day usually my wife drops them off um but she yeah. i mean she's driving a camry she's hauling three kids around in a camry and <laughs> that is that's that's not working well <laughs> it's, that's a t- that's tough um, yeah. So, so we're trying to, uh, we're trying to find another, a bigger vehicle that has a third row that, uh, we can, you know, make it easier for her to haul the kids around too. Um, no. just don't go car broke. I mean, everybody makes, has a different yeah. income, you know? Well, well, that, that's the thing. She wants to pay off our, our current van before we, uh, before we go buy another one and we'll probably yeah. end up with two minivans. <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's a great idea we're, I mean, well we're you can give her road. the new nice van and you can drive a little bit crappier one see they're, I mean, they're, I, the, the minivans really like they hold their value hold it, then they just fall off like the slightly older ones they get cheap quickly <laughs> yeah i i don't know it seems like these ones uh it, it's not cheap when you're buying them that's for sure <laughs> yeah but I don't know. We'll pr- we'll probably get a newer one, but you know, if, if you get one, you know, like Toyotas last forever, man. Yeah. Uh, my, mine had like seventy thousand miles on it when I bought it, and I figure I'll probably be driving it for like the next ten years, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's meeting your goals. It's like it's you said, meeting, you define exactly your goal. Right. You define your goal, then you get to decide yeah. what what's a. It's so it's not a consumer for you because it's meeting your goal. Like the at the moment. I love my flatbed truck, right? But at the yeah. moment, it stopped producing for me, and my goals changed. This is when I sold it when I had my first kid. Like yeah. I was driving a stiff ass, rigid mm-hmm. as hell. Boom, boom, like it would beat you yeah. up <laughs> if it didn't have a load on it. And I love that truck, but it was time for it to go. And then I, you know, bought a softer ride that you know mm-hmm. I can haul my kids around in. And uh, you know, it's just like. As your goals change and your life changes, you gotta constantly reevaluate, um, you know what what's producing for you and what's consuming for you, and you gotta make changes accordingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think I think when you br- first brought this topic up, I was, I was like, that doesn't that is not a good way to look at things. Um, just because <laughs> I felt like I felt like you were making it black and white, and uh, I you know I. I just don't think it should be it should be black and white. Uh, it's not as clearly defined, and you have to like and, and you know you did a good job explaining it where you said you know you have to you have to evaluate your goals and your goals are constantly changing. And if you're if you're um, the things around you in your life are not helping you reach those goals, you know you can reduce them or cut them out, right? Yeah. Um, but that, but that's a that's a constantly changing and evolving process, right? And if um, you know, if you're surrounded by you know the things you need, you're gonna 
produce what you want you know yeah it's like it's so i'm so critical to surround yourself (laughs) with with good people right uh not even people just the object just the 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 things like the things like when i wanted to start this podcast like i i bought the stuff and set everything up and made the space and made the state if you yeah if you put yourself in the right environment you produce if you have these goals that you want and you're not making the changes you're like literally like the dog on a treadmill with a stake hanging in front of it like like <laughs> I, 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 I want this goal but you're literally just running in place and you're not yeah. doing anything you you're you got your car payment out of your life you got all the your like actions got to line up with your goals or you're getting nowhere and you might say you have this goal you might tell somebody about all your goals but I'm looking at you like you're the dog chasing the steak on a treadmill. Like you're not doing anything that you're saying. You're not even close. Yeah. Like you're sitting here wasting all your time running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And <laughs> you know, you're yeah. billed to the gills and you're going out every Friday, Saturday, even the weekdays. Like, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's really when I, when you got to evaluate the things around you, it's really, pertaining to your goals and like i always have one big goal in mind at all times like um my recent one and then i move on to the next like my recent one was you know i want to pay both i got i had two car payments um mm-hmm. my wife's and i uh, had a small loan on my truck mm-hmm. and i made that my goal about a year ago and every action i take every bit of extra side money i'd make i would I call it attacking the goal mm-hmm. and like everything I was doing that was always floating in the back of my mind. That was like the theme track to my life. Like I got to pay off yeah. this car. I got to pay off this yeah. truck. Like that was what I was attacking, 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 attacking every little chance I got. And you know, that was kind of like, you know, what was driving a lot of my decisions. Sure. Um, and you know, I finally did that last week. I, we paid off Jess's car and I paid off my truck about four weeks ago. And, uh, you know, that was a big goal for me. And now sure. I got to pick another that's a great one. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to pick another one. Uh, yeah. I haven't yet, but, you know, I got to decide what I want to do next. And if you stay steadfast with something in your mind, like it's crazy how when there's just like a, a will there that and even the little things that you don't notice like everything adds like like that wouldn't have happened if i wouldn't have consciously made that my sole big goal and and that's what and that's what my wife is doing uh right now with the van she's trying to pay that thing off so we don't have to balance two car payments when she gets a bigger vehicle uh so i i yeah absolutely that's that's a that's a great thing and it's a it's such a great feeling when you finally get it get there yeah. yep and, and and your goals are gonna be change each time and then you yep. hit one you know you need to pause pick another one and then mm-hmm. reevaluate your environment and things around you like uh, you know that you're actually gonna hit the goal you know that that's when right. you reanalyze um you know so i'm kind of trying to decide what my next big one is I and mean, i've done that over and over again through my 20s you know my mm-hmm. you know that that big goal has always changed and always hit it 
But then, you know, each time I do, just like when I, whatever, got done uh, with all the, with the flatbed years and, uh, you know, th then I decided after that was over, um, that truck produced for me and I bought the biggest diamond I could for my wife and asked yeah. her to marry me. <laughs> and then, you know, we had the kids and, uh, then my goals changed and they the always did I, something. <laughs> the, the, the truck I drive changed and my priorities completely changed. And I mm. wasn't, I wasn't running all over the tri-state area in a flatbed truck every weeknight and weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. I was wanting to be home. So the truck was sold and I got a new one. And this, you know, you just, everything changes when, when your goals change. It's crazy. Yep. But then yep. you got to ch change, uh, your environment around you. So that's kind of what I was getting at with producers and consumers. And you got to constantly yeah, analyze even, you know, your own actions, your own things you're consuming. Everything has a consequence. So I'm yeah. saying like, if you're sitting at home every night, freaking watching porn and playing video games, you might think that's not hurting anybody, but that's hurting your family. That's hurting your wife. Mm -hmm. That's hurting your love life. Uh, that's hurting your health. Like everything you do affects your family, mm -hmm. whether you want it to or not. You got to evaluate yourself often. You know, um, you're the leader. You're the producer. Uh, your wife chose you to lead and produce for your family, and you got to do so. And your kids, you're the leader and producer. And they don't even have a choice. They they follow you blindly, and you know, <laughs> they so, have un, unwavering trust in you. For they're watching absolutely you. no reason at all, <laughs> and, and they're emulating you. Yeah, uh, apparently you've been crapping in the yard and rolling. It. <laughs> but I see that sometimes, like in my own kids, like you know, I I realize if I've like had a rough week, and you know if me if i've been like short-tempered and kind of have an outburst and me and just kind of mm -hmm. we we need to work on this but kind of have an argument in front of the kids well that it's like what you do always shows up like a week mm -hmm. later like you see the kid do the same thing like oh that's she's do she's learned that from me and yeah i need i need to change yeah it's yeah like, pretty much pretty much anytime the kids say a uh, swear word uh <laughs> my wife just looks at me I'm like, yeah, yeah, they learned that one from me. <laughs> We're working on it though. We're getting better. Right. Well, lead the way, evaluate, uh, evaluate your producers, your consumers, your goals, and constantly be keeping yourself in check and leading your family and be careful about what you consume because what you consume is kind of a reflection of what, what you are. So that's that's kind of how I wanted to wrap up the real talk. I mean, yep. I don't know if that was good or not, but we're kind of all around there. That's kind of how my notes always end up, all jumbled up. <laughs> um, you know, there you go. Hopefully that helps yep. somebody. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. It's helped me. Um, yeah. I, I think really the thing about, that is you know you got to set your goal your big goal there's a lot of little goals. i'm not saying you need to overthink and evaluate every little decision or anything like that you know like yeah. i think that's where you were talking about in the beginning 
you know, you're, you were talking about, you know, it's not, you don't need to analyze everybody for everything, every time, but when you have a big goal in mind and your grand scheme of things and the way you want your life to go, every, every action needs to line up where those mm-hmm. goals will never be hit because they don't happen overnight. It's like yeah. a cumulative thing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you got anything else on, on that? No, I think I think you you uh you covered it pretty well there. It makes sense what you're saying. What you're saying makes sense if you're if you're now that I know the details of it. Uh, <laughs> as as long as it's not uh, you know, as long as you're not consuming you, Bud Light, it's it's not it's not it's not it's not black and white, right? It's uh, it's it's constantly changing and uh, it's fluid. You know, it's very fluid, and that's why you need to constantly be reevaluating and. Um, and know that, you know, just because it's not helping you now, doesn't mean it's never going to help you. So I w I wouldn't say cut these people out or cut these items out, maybe just set them on the shelf and you can come back to them, uh, <laughs> when, when they're more aligned yeah. with your goals. Right. Right. It's all about alignment. Everything, everything has to yep. be in the same line or you're going to be the dog chasing the stake. So, yep, absolutely. Um, current events, I guess, uh, I gotta keep talking about Bud Light. You can't consume <laughs> you that. To. You can't consume <laughs> that. Or you turn into a train. <laughs> I don't know. I had a couple uh bush lights last night. Oh, you still, would. You would. Still drink still drinking that Anheuser Bush product. A lot of um my I mean not a lot, but some of my friends are still they still they're like they don't like, you know. They're like, oh, I'm not drinking Bud Light. And they're like, well, I'm still drinking Bush Light. <laughs> <laughs> I I know a lot of those. Yeah, it's like, well, that's the same thing. But the Bud Light sales, I saw a little bit of the numbers out uh, last week. Uh, I think last episode that I kind of foreshadowed. I said I think they're kind of the news outlets were like drawing back on their old numbers, like saying, oh, yeah. Bud Light hasn't dipped. You know, conservatives are freaking out. Well. This week, all the news outlets couldn't deny the boycott was real. It was yeah. not, uh, you they, know, uh, some social media fake thing. That was a real consequence. They had, they had to release their first quarter, first quarter financials because they're a publicly traded company, and uh, they didn't have a good first quarter. <laughs> and the quarter runs from from January through March. So, and so how really, much did they kill their quarter. Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't know exactly how much it was. Uh, it I was don't... down, but the so the for the quarter it would it would be two thirds of that quarter was was okay, right? It was in yeah. March when they made the announcement um, that really kind of tanked them. Yeah, what I saw was like I I don't think it was a quarterly number, but like a yeah. maybe a. Not something. Something. It was a real number. It was like a eighteen or twenty percent dip in Bud Light sales compared to that month last year. Seventeen percent in dollars, twenty-one percent in volume. Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. That's a, that's, that's a, a, a lot. That's a significant chunk. And yeah. they like I I don't know if this was this week or not, but they put their their two uh, marketing uh, people behind that decision on leave. And they've been yeah. replaced. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the first full quarter does. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that we won't know. Uh, we won't know that until like July. Right, right. And end of July, they'll they'll announce how their second quarter went. And boy, if it looks like this, they should be panicking. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to be all kinds of patriotic. They might bring back the old uh, what was it? Real American heroes. You remember those like yeah, ads? Real yeah, American, American hero. Yeah. <laughs> Did they today? So? Today we salute you, Mister Whatever. <laughs> Dude, that that would be like a. I mean, before all this happened, that'd have been like a good intro to like our Patriot of the Week thing. <laughs> like the thing is, they they catered to that audience, the patriotic pro America conservative advertising for so mm. long. For yeah. so long and they built themselves into an American icon that way and one one little decision you know well, they forgot they, they forgot the goal right they forgot the goal and they took their well, eye off the ball went in the wrong direction well honestly <laughs> like a 90 degree angle in the wrong they, direction they <laughs> i mean they are some people might go back cuz they are they did they saw the writing on the wall and they laid those people off they fired them they canned mm -hmm. them Yep. And like I said before, I don't think, and they released a statement that that was, uh, ran up the chain of command. That was kind of, they put her in charge, trusted her. And yeah. um, apparently that other guy they laid off that they would make the right decisions. And whoa, they blew it. Wrong. But, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. You lost 20% of our, like, that's a big deal. Like, that's no, that's joke a huge, that's a huge deal. Yeah. A company like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if we lose twenty percent of our listeners, it's like a couple people forgot to tune in that week. They uh, they lose twenty percent of Bud Light sales. That's a huge, huge number. <laughs> if I lose twenty percent of our listeners, I'm like panicking. I'm like, where where did they go? Like, what did I do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they're doing on a much larger scale. Like, man, last yeah. week's episode must have really sucked. Not tuning <laughs> yeah. in this week. Yeah. Uh, yep. So they're re they're making some changes, but honestly. It's kind of put their whole brand uh, under light. Like they're not even an American-owned company anymore. Uh, I didn't even no, realize that. Yeah, uh, and it, we got all these other beer brands that are in both. Uh, they are. I can't remember what Belgian they are, or but, uh, something like that. Be. Well, An Anheuser, of course, Anheuser Busch is. Uh, it was. It was it's a it's a European recipe that they use that Bush brought over. Um he mm -hmm. stole it from Anheuser, right? And he's hey, let's partner, and then he kind of kicked Anheuser out. Uh so then he it's kind of gone through its transformations and basically they sold to InBev, which is uh, like a big international beverage industry uh mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's just a it's a big corporation now it's, it says it's not necessary InBev is in as a global management company and their main yeah. offices in new york they manage 630 beer brands in 150 countries they are the yeah the beer mogul of the world yes yep and um, and it is it's uh i mean most of that is fueled by anheuser-busch right 
they acquired Anheuser-Busch 15 <sighs> years ago. Yeah. And that's, you know. Yep. I don't know. I, I mean, so that... Anheuser-Busch was based out of uh, Belgium from the beginning? Uh, yeah, a, yep, no. I got some history here. Okay. 1852, a German-American brewer and saloon operator, George Snyder, opened the Barbarian Brewery in on Car Carondelet Avenue in St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. How about it? Yeah, it, and, they're, uh, they were they were a St. Louis uh, yeah. beer company for so long, but then they kind of went worldwide, right? Long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the uh, I, I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to freshen up on the history. I can't can't quite recall all the details, but I'm pretty sure that that Bush uh, brought oh, Anheuser in. Uh, uh, Adolphus Bush was he was the like the founder, right? And he yeah. and he worked with Anheuser to develop this beer, and it was Anheuser's recipe, and he learned how to make it and everything. And then I'm pretty sure he just gave Anheuser the boot and <laughs> and took over. So this is mine wow. now. <laughs> but I, I like, gotta allegedly I gotta I gotta remember yeah. I gotta freshen up on those details no yeah you're right i'm scrolling down through the history and like Al aldolphus bush 1870s like uh, your brain yeah. is amazing dude <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i i got a lot of useful nonsense up there non-useful nonsense and uh useless nonsense and right. it just kind of comes out sometimes <laughs> yep it's it's yep. amazing the th the things you hear, uh, you know. I I took a class about about like beer and uh, the history of beer and stuff like that, uh, like 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I still still remember yeah. these little these no. little snippets of this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. So despite th their great marketing for many years, like. You know, I always thought it was like an American company and it's not now. Mm. And yeah. there's actually, yeah. Anyways, besides that, man, I don't like any, I don't like Miller Lite as much, but I'm still drinking it, but I'm drink. but the good thing is I'm drinking a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I can only drink like three or four. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like this sucks. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anything, what else did we see this week? Uh, we had Biden, old yeah. Biden's announced he's going to run again. 2024. He is, a, he has announced his reelection campaign. Uh, I'm honestly he would, shocked. He would like your vote in 2024. I don't know why you're shocked. I, I just, I don't see what, what's the. There's what's the purpose? What's what what is driving him? Like they say, oh, you do this, or we're gonna arrest Hunter. Or... <laughs> well, no, I I mean, why? What, what was the stop. purpose of him running in 2020? I mean, well, they just wanted to win. That's why right. they, he was riding off Obama's curtails and yeah, he but seemed like the best guy because Obama's popularity. But right but now, it, isn't the isn't the best guy the guy that's been getting us through all this stuff? In their minds, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Honestly, I, I no? see 
I think a lot of Democrats are unhappy with Biden. Like we I mean, everybody, we need, we need Tulsi. Come on, yeah, Tulsi. I, I don't know, man. I mean, it the writing's on the wall, and it's pretty obvious his cognitive decline is real, and he's literally he if he wins twenty twenty four, he'll be eighty six. So at the end so, of his office, here's here's the thing. That's if, so old. It's so old. But here's the thing. If you're saying right now that he can't run again because of his cognitive ability, that opens the floodgates for people to question whether he should even be in office right now, which I'm sure is already going on. But yeah. but it, it adds a lot more fuel to the fire. If he's not gonna, even going to run uh, to be the president next year, then people are going to start saying, why is he the president right now? Oh, you think it's you think it's a sham, a sham run. Oh no, he's definitely he definitely wants to get reelected, but I think his whole administration is kind of a sham, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, I, I think I think he's kind of a he's kind of a puppet right now, right? There's no way that that guy is actually making he, decisions that impact yeah. us all today, right? I mean, he is he's a he, he can't even read the teleprompter <laughs> and, and you know that he's got a teleprompter because he's he'll sit there and say uh <laughs> end and quote end quote repeat line <laughs> yeah yeah you sent me that that was last year but <laughs> yeah and he's walking around with q he's like literally there's like somebody like pushing him around like where to go yeah yeah, yeah. falling downstairs I mean, falling he, down air force one and Dude, we're gonna have to spend all kinds of money, like putting like chairlifts on every flight of stairs. And... <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I I can't see it. I can't. I don't think that's excited too many Democrats. Uh, and honestly, the writing's on the wall. Like, you know, the price of literally everything is up since Biden took office. And I feel bad. Whoever inherits this disaster, yeah. all the stuff he's done. Yeah, it's like we said. It's gonna show up later. Like the repercussions are gonna linger on, and mm -hmm. I, I, whoever, I mean, I don't want Biden in there again. But gosh, it will be a total, uh, freaking culmination, continuation of the train wreck that has already been going on. <laughs> and Ron, we got World War Three on the brink of war. It's uh, coming, man. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Uh, whatever. All right. Yep. So there's that. <laughs> um. Also saw your boy Tucker Carl Carlson got ousted yeah. at Fox. My boy. Your boy. Yeah. I saw a lot of people upset by that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um. You know, Tucker Tucker Carlson. Uh. Big you know, he is. The, he's a big personality, and he is. Uh, a master at uh, driving this de uh, divisiveness <laughs> that that we talk about uh, all the time, where Fox yeah. News is on one side and everybody else is on the other side. Oh and yeah, he he is the master of playing up that side, getting people all riled up, not actually you know talking about the news, but giving his opinion <laughs> on the news. Yeah, and, uh, and people take that as news. Uh, whatever T Tucker says, that's that must be right. Um, yeah so 
uh, to be honest, I'm not too I'm not too beat up about Tucker out at Fox. I I don't I Who don't cares? really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like he's not going to be on TV or whatever. You know, I'm honestly you know? he's pro where where it sucks is he's going to take some of our listeners. Our <laughs> he's going to start a podcast and uh and he's going to you know, be putting that kind of media out there instead. And, uh, I don't know, what, um, maybe he'll, maybe he'll end up at Barstool sports or something and he'll be their political correspondent. Oh gosh, I doubt it. But, <laughs> um, what really kind of drove a wedge in their relationship was the lawsuit with the dominion, the, uh, company, uh, that mm-hmm. manufactures the voting machines had to settle a like nearly nearly a billion dollars wasn't it like nine hundred seventy eight million dollars yeah. looks like seven eighty seven seven hundred eighty seven uh, million so they're tired and that was over uh you know Tucker Carlson Carlson's constant remarks or whatever uh you know who knows it's not like I mean I'm not I don't have great faith in our voting system so I don't know if yeah, Tucker's it, right or wrong but Obviously, there's no proof, and they sued him for slander. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't just go make comments on a public forum like that without any proof. We only do it all the time, but uh, <laughs> you can't do it to millions of of listeners like you do on Fox News, right? Not if you have a big pocketbook that you know you got yeah. the wolves uh, foaming at the mouth to soak yeah. some up. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Don't talk about Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got some Brett Favre uh, stuff down in sports. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, uh, not really, not really, law- but you know, lawsuit we'll incoming. <laughs> um. Oh the the settlement was seven hundred eighty-seven million. Sorry. Yep. Don't sue yep. me. <laughs> Still nearly a billion, but anyways, uh. Also, uh, you know, saw Don Lemon is out at CNN. I, I don't know. That was mm-hmm. kind of a surprise. Those are two pretty recognizable faces that were on the TV. They're, every yeah, day. they're kind, they're kind of like the uh, the, the guys for their the, network, right? The dividers. The yes, <laughs> they're the ones. They're the ones driving this bus. Uh, at least they're the faces driving it. Oh, yeah. um, they have so, their own cult following that, of people that will listen to anything they say and be like, oh, yeah, he's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's probably a good so, thing. So, you know what? It is. It is. And you know what they need to do? These guys need to hook up and start their own show. <laughs> oh, gee. And, and honestly, it'd be great because then you're not getting one side of the story. It's, it's constant back and forth about, uh, well, who's going to write know, their. Who's going to write their teleprompter? <laughs> who knows what their who knows uh, what who their knows? opinions actually are when Fox News or yeah. CNN isn't writing on the monitor what, <laughs> what they want them to say? You know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we'd find out. But, About to find out. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It's hopefully this is you know the start of uh, of these networks kind of moving away from the far extremes far left and co- far right coming coming back into the middle a little bit and uh you know where the rest of us live and oh yeah in the in the real oh. world <laughs> well that's what that's what they do they're everybody's far right far left till it's like election time and everybody's like oh well 
let's sing kumbaya and you know yeah <laughs> please vote yeah. please vote for us moderate you know we're <laughs> we're the reasonable side here <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um i mean that's really all i all i had on current events yep. short yeah a lot going um, on yeah you got some uh what the crap yeah uh this is kind of a crazy story out of texas oh uh, texas is on a roll texas is texas on out. a roll <laughs> tip of the hat uh, so this guy is he's out on a first date he takes his uh takes his lady to a burger joint um yeah and when he goes they park their cars they pay twenty dollars uh to park their car they go in they uh sit at the table and uh, somebody at the restaurant informs him that, uh, you know, hope, hope you didn't pay to park here. Cause, uh, there's a well-known parking scammer, a guy running a fucking scam out in the parking garage. Uh, it's free to park there, but he'll tell you it's 20 bucks. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you pay him, you're just kind of out 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's gone. So, so that pissed the guy off and he, he goes out to his car and grabs his gun and tracks this scammer down and shoots him dead. Damn. And then he returns to his date <laughs> and says, don't worry. Everything's fine. <laughs> Just his food. Goes back, go back to eating his burger <laughs> until the cops show up. Just smoked a dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually casually I just walks out there and <laughs> yeah. I saw that and I had that as I was going to use that as a what the crap. I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, that was a crazy <laughs> story. Yeah. The, what the crap, there man. was another one. <laughs> um, I mean, this wasn't going to be my what the crap, but why not? Here we go. There was another one. Sorry, did you have another what the crap? I do not. Uh, there was a guy. I forget what state it was. Um. Uh, they're in a neighborhood and a guy was running his leaf blower in his uh, yard or whatever. And the two had had a, they'd had a, their arguments in the past or whatever about what time he's doing his yard work or this and that 79 year old man walks over, shoots him right in the head uh, for, for running his leaf blower. Apparently, allegedly uh, he sounds like he's a crazy dude. Yeah, not not uh not hey, very stable. That's America. <laughs> uh <laughs> was it old, was it like early in the morning or something? I don't know. I, there wasn't a lot of details, but I it said the all the headlines are saying it was an argument over a leaf blower. And yeah. uh, the seventy and nine year old walked into the other guy's yard where he was using the leaf blower and shot him dead. Crazy. Nice. Um it's crazy. But this is America. There's a sh shit that's going to happen because you got a lot yeah. of unstable, crazy people. But I wouldn't change it for nothing. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want people to take our guns, but, you know, good old-fashioned. Uh, but I don't th I don't think it would be a bad thing to kind of, uh, you know, maybe do a sanity check on the people buying guns. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't it's think we should be giving gun. We shouldn't be giving guns to crazy people. <laughs> They're gonna get them but, anyway. <laughs> but everyone should be allowed to have a gun if you're not crazy. 
Right, but you, there's no way to uh you just have to you have decide to define, that. You have to define crazy. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. tough. What if um if you take it? See, it, no, none of this will ever pass. So, ain't even we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll talk about it when it happens. It ain't gonna happen. Um, my what the crap? My real what the crap is it out of Canada? Crazy okay. people there, gunless. So they're doing other weird things. Uh, Toronto <laughs> mom, uh, she's they're going through hard times. So she saves hundreds of dollars a month by feeding her baby, eighteen month old crickets and, huh. and bugs instead. Of, she's on an all cricket and bug <laughs> diet, um, and she's adding worms and ants and grasshoppers, and she saved a huh. bunch of money. <laughs> Tiffany Lee. She's a food writer out of Toronto, Canada. Um, yeah, hey, she's going to save a bunch of money when uh, her when the government takes her baby away <laughs> for well, malnour- malnourishment. <laughs> yeah, like what the heck? Um, <laughs> you know, she's like of Asian descent, and she's really leaning into her heritage. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot so, of people. Eat that That's normal stuff. in Asia? Uh, I think so. Like Thailand. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not around here. We'll have but... to get Clark back on. Talk and about Thailand. That's fine if you want to do that yourself, but it's kind of weird when you're feeding your baby that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, shouldn't that baby still be on breast milk? <laughs> <laughs> could be. Uh, you said, what, eight, 18 months? Probably not. Probably not, but could be. But, but dude, just baby food. Or just get him some, get that baby some grapes or something, or um, just make sure you cut them up properly. Uh, you know, some give him a banana. <laughs> Bananas are wonderful for kids. Yeah, that's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> and they're that's cheap. A, you can buy that's a, lot a of bananas baby, for not very much money. Ma'am, that is not a fish. <laughs> <laughs> that is a baby. <laughs> What the crap? What the she, crap? She thinks she's starting some movement. Anyways, uh, what you got on sports? Uh, the big news this week is all in the NFL. Uh, we had the draft this week. Um, but before the draft, Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. And this is where yeah. I was talking talking about the Brett Favre uh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> just like course, Brett Favre. Just like he is following in Brett Favre. I cannot wait in a couple years to be talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers and his uh, welfare scam that he's allegedly being <laughs> accused would, of. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he's yeah, an interesting he's kinda, guy. He's kind of out there. I cannot wait, though, to watch uh Aaron Rodgers versus the New York media because like the media is oh yeah the New York media is like notorious for beating up the Jets quarterback uh that's why they a lot of people blame uh the media for the Jets not succeeding uh and the quarterbacks there not succeeding it all depends on if they're winning or losing (laughs) and he and he is the he is the perfect guy because he hates the media. <laughs> he absolutely hates the media. He seems uh, pretty unbothered. He seems pretty unbothered. He will tell them exactly what he thinks and he does not care. Right. <laughs> uh, so that'll be, that's going to be fun to watch. 
Um, yeah, well. And then uh, on day one of the draft, we actually got Lamar Jackson news, and he uh, signed an extension. Uh, so he is now under contract with the Baltimore Ravens. He signed the largest uh, contract in NFL history wow. uh, in terms of guaranteed money. Well, good uh, for him. Yeah, so he negotiated that deal himself. Uh, oh, he no didn't agent. use it. He didn't no use his agent. fake agents. Deal. <laughs> he did not use his fake agent. <laughs> so wow, good for, that's good crazy. For him. Ravens got a quarterback locked up for for five years. So we'll see. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so then, of course, you know you got the draft going on, which is I I love watching the draft. I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm weird about this. Uh, I just I love it, uh, you know, seeing guys who finally they get to realize their dreams. Right, this is what they've been dreaming of forever, and oh, yeah. they've 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 worked so hard their entire life for that moment, and to see it all, you know, we we get to we get to watch them live out their dream. Right. I, I something about that is just it's so cool for me, uh, oh, especially yeah. guys that I, that I follow. You know, like C.J. Stroud. That dude took a beating the last two weeks in the media. They're talking about how stupid he is and he can't <laughs> pass this test, and uh, he's a shitty quarterback. And but the thing is, he's a great it. quarterback. <laughs> and then he went he went second overall. People were talking about how he might you know fall to the middle you know twentieth pick. Uh, nobody really wants him. And right. And, hey, you you can't. Which 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 was it was the right call. So. You can't uh, I all these stupid tests and numbers, but at the end of the day, it's a game, and you're either good at it or you're yeah. not. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually uh, following up on that uh, the S two cognitive test that we talked about last week. Um, Ryan Day was on, um, you know, one of the out, one of the media outlets. I think it was ESPN. Uh, he was sitting at the desk with them and and talking about C J Stroud. And he said that he actually went out and he he set up a Zoom call with the founder of the S2 test. Mm -hmm. And he just he said, Hey, there's rumors out there that CJ did bad. I want to understand what this test is and why he did as bad as people are saying. Yeah. Um, just I, I don't feel that it's fair because he's not an 18% guy. He's a he's a hundred percent guy, uh, and he's a great quarterback. Um, so yeah, it's like, uh, the test, the way I understand it, they like flash a, a bunch of shapes on the screen and you have to like pick out the one they tell it says like find square and they put a bunch of shapes on there and they measure how fast you can hit the square. Right. Um, hmm. which I, I don't know what that has to do with playing quarterback, but, um, you know, things like that, uh, that's what people rely on, and really, only half the teams use that uh, that test anyway. So, well, we'll see yeah. if it's a good we'll test see. or not. We will see. <laughs> now, uh, CJ well, Stroud's an epic bust. Maybe they will consider that later. But maybe. yeah, it, I'm we'll glad see. it. I'm glad it didn't hurt him. I mean, it's a yeah. stupid test, and yeah, yeah. So he went. He went second, and then what was crazy is the uh, the Texans then traded up to to the third spot. And took a, a defensive end, Will Anderson, out of Alabama. So they picked second, and then they traded up and picked third. Uh, wow. So that was kind of that was kind of a a big That's move crazy. on their part. So making moves down in Houston. Move. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, Bryce Young went number one as we uh, as we all expected. But something that was crazy. Uh, so Will Levis is the uh, he he was the Kentucky quarterback, um, mm-hmm. and so the you you know you can gamble on uh, all these all these betting websites have who's going to be the first pick, who's going to be second pick, third pick, fourth pick, you know, uh, and they have all these all their odds set um, based on their information, right? Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of books had taken the number one pick off. Of, you can't even bet on who's going to go one because it's a done deal. It's Bryce Young, and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody got on Reddit uh, and said that he uh, that Will Levis is telling people it was a sales agreeable two eight three four on Reddit. Uh, he posted on Reddit and said, Will Levis is currently plus 4,000 to be the first overall pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family, Carolina will in fact, take him on Thursday. You're welcome. (laughs) And after that post, (laughs) after that post, people started dumping money on Will Levis on any web website that they could find that would take their bet on number one overall. (laughs) To the, to the point where he actually became the most bet, the most popular bet, uh, most tickets for the number one overall pick. 29% of bets placed on the number one overall pick were for Will Levis. He went from plus 4,000 to plus 175. Uh, for those of you who don't wow. know gambling numbers, uh, that is you bet a hundred, you bet a hundred dollars. You win plus four thousand means you win four thousand dollars on a hundred dollar bet. Plus one seventy five means that you win a hundred and seventy five dollars on a one hundred dollar bet. So your your odds just got way shorter. That is a crazy line movement on Something. the on the day of the draft. It was the it was literally the day the day oh, that really? the pick was going to be made. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Epic then, of course. Scam. Dude, the the books made out on this one as they always do. You know they don't build these <laughs> casinos in Las Vegas for nothing. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So and he wasn't even close to it. <laughs> he didn't even get drafted in the first round. He got <laughs> he got drafted in the second round. That's amazing. Uh, he was the he was the fourth quarterback off the board. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to go to the Colts. The rumor was that the Colts loved him. Um, but they ended up taking Anthony Richardson out of uh, Florida instead. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was just that was crazy line movement. Uh, yeah, that for is. just just over a Reddit post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. That was a, dumb. A fool and his money soon part. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, I don't know. It, the draft is uh I always enjoy it. It's it's fun to watch. It is. Who yeah. is uh Mr. What's it? Is are they done with the draft yet? Yeah, they finished it up yesterday. Isn't the last pick like what what's the last they, pick of the draft they call, called? They, they call him Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> um this year it was uh uh Deswan Johnson. He's a defensive 
Savannah from Toledo. So, there we go. Ohio. Ohio. It's such a freaking crappy <laughs> name, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> well, but then everybody the day, knows their name. Yeah. Well, back in the day, it was like uh, the draft was longer and like these guys didn't actually make the team. They didn't have like undrafted free agents like they do now. There's guys that don't even get drafted. They just get invited to camp. Yeah. And then they, you know, they get either make the team or get cut from there. Um, yep. But they didn't have that back in the day when this uh, term was made. It was whoever's whoever's in the draft. I'm probably getting cut anyway. So, <laughs> uh, is that it for sports? That's all I got. Oh, actually, I do have one other thing. Um, I I was informed that we missed we missed something a couple weeks ago, and uh, we did. I saw it, but I didn't really talk about it. I didn't have a whole lot of thoughts on it because I don't follow the NBA too much. But <laughs> playoffs. Uh, NBA playoffs. Um, Draymond Green in general. You have you seen this guy? Just Draymond <laughs> Green. I've seen he, this guy. That guy is that guy is a menace. He is a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he got suspended for a game. Uh, this has been a week ago or so, but he got suspended for a game because there's a guy laying on the floor from the other team who. Got tangled up with Draymond Green, and Draymond just, to use your phrase, stomps on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Draymond's crazy. Yeah, this sure. is a guy. He's been suspended for you know many times for flagrant fouls, uh, technical fouls, just hitting guys below the belt. Uh, you know he's. He's just a he's just a menace, right? Uh, but I don't know. What's crazy is all his teammates love him. Uh, which I, I guess you would. He's always got your back. But unless you're the teammate that he punched in the face at, at uh, practice yeah. one time, he, he's liable <laughs> to go full AB when it's all said and done. Oh, you yeah, he's definitely going to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, I I remember one thing I meant to say last episode and I forgot. Yeah. When we were doing the real talk on figuring it out, I forgot. Yeah. I, I had two main things. One was, you know, talking to others. Two was the internet. I forgot about a big part of my figuring it out. Books. Books. Books are a great Which way I, to figure it out. I, I think books are just kind of like the internet, you know, just find a resource. Um, uh, they're better the, in some cases, in some cases, but the problem is that, um, the internet is, is like the new age of books, right? Where books, uh, books are written and they're going to be that way forever. The internet is constantly growing and evolving. And, uh, you know, you might have a, you know, if we're talking about working on your house, you might have a book or a manual on how to, um, you know, fix your sump pump or whatever, but it might not cover the specific problem that you're running into with yours. The, yeah, the internet does. The, the somebody on the internet has has fa- had that problem. Well, so, in some, in some bo- cases. books are b- books are a great resource, but the internet is what books are and more. Yeah, I agree. In some cases, books are better, but yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Uh, anyways. Just want to throw that in there. All right. 
Biden guy for the week. He is at, he has a bunch of children at the White House. So that's concerning, but. <laughs> last country I've traveled, I'm thinking once for the last one I was in. I've, I've, I've been to 89, met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. That's where it was. How'd you know that? The little kid <laughs> could barely talk. He's like, Ireland! Like, yeah, like a, you could tell it was a young kid. Could remember where yeah. Joe was better than Joe. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Kids are the best, man. Island. <laughs> yeah. uh, you ready to put it back on the rails? Yep. Speaking of kids. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. Hebrews 6.10. What's that mean? It means that you should be kind to others. And then you'll, you'll sometimes get credit, but it won't be like as soon as you help them. Yeah. Because God never forgets. God never forgets. And you give, get credit by because you're helping his people. Mm -hmm. And God loves his people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Good job, buddy. All right. Powerful. Powerful. That's the show. Freedom on. Freedom on.